0: Well, boys, another week, another win, a new set of another week of questioning whether or not our team is any good. This has become the pattern of the Dallas Cowboys, and on this podcast, we discuss it all. This is Boys Will Be Boys. I'm Andy Catelli, Benjamin
1: Walker, Zachary Love,
0: gentlemen. We we uh, had a noon game last Sunday. We watched uh, the Cowboys go up to DC. the Washington football team was coming in hot. They'd won four straight. They'd beat the Bucks. They beat some some okay squads, and they were coming in uh, very high on themselves. They were we want Dallas. Destiny. They chanted, "We want Dallas!" Like we every game, da- <laughs> <laughs> they were very convinced they were about to kill us. Um, they did not end up that way. This game was weird because obviously, like we won, we won by more. Th- we won by a touchdown. So, like on paper, that looks good. Uh, however, the score was uh, 21 to zero at half us, and so it looked like we were going to roll to a very convincing win. And they ended; we ended up just like pretty much totally shitting the bed at the end of the game, um, and letting them all the way back into it uh, for a a 20 to 27 victory. Um, so, a little bit of a tale of two halves. But even in the first half, uh, offense continued to struggle really only I, I truly only literally only one offensive score um everything's fine everything's
2: fine we went up 24 nothing and that was that game over what happened after that it's it's like a preseason it's garbage game. time it, yes. i mean it was I, i'll
0: say this man like i i'm there's plenty of things i'm worried about and i don't like what i see from the offense um i do like what i see from defense that was fun i'm not gonna lie having all the boys back was was very enjoyable so we'll get into that but i'm really trying to like readjust my expectations to just like i i was i was like talking to my mom after the game you know my mom like she didn't give a shit about like stats and you know you know the offensive play calling and shit like that you know for her it's just like she just wants the cowboys to win um And so she called me after the game and she's just like, wasn't that great? We won. (laughs) And I was like, damn, you know what? That's so wholesome and awesome that you feel that way. Cause I was like all in the dumps about it. Um, Sunday was rough. Like, well, fucking boy, Lewis Hamilton lost the fucking F1 world championship on some bullshit to bitch ass Max Verstappen. And then at noon, this happened. So I was like kind of in a, in a little bit of a funk about sports in general and, I am just trying to, like, readjust to the point where it's like, man, like, if we win, I'm happy. I should just be happy. Like, I it's very tempting as someone obsessed with, like, the minutia of this team to, like, dig in and be super worried about Dak and worried about Zeke's injury and his lack of performance and the offensive line and all these other things. But at the end of the day, dude, going into D.C. in a, uh, you know, division rivalry game with uh, the chance for, for Washington to, like, really, like, kind of make a statement about the, will this be, you know, a division we win this year um and to come away with a, a touchdown win. I mean, I should be happy with that. So that's, that's kind of what I'm taking away from it, but there is a lot to get into. What did you guys, what's your guys' initial thoughts on this game?
2: Go ahead, Zach. Oh, no.
0: my. Jack, if you're talking, we cannot hear you.
1: Okay. Oh, okay. Thanks, I was buddy. making sure that wasn't me. I was afraid my internet is <laughs> <laughs> no, I was like, up. what's going on? So that's a new mic thanks to uh, the goat. I oh, no problem, man. I'm glad you sound the, crispy
0: uh, when you're not muted. <laughs> I got a
1: mistake with the mute button.
0: Uh, our lady <laughs> followers
2: and probably some of our males are really going to enjoy that. Your voice this week just
0: sounds. We should we should really beautiful. get that angle, dude. There's plenty of Cowboys podcasts, but not a lot of Cowboys slash ASMR podcasts. We should just like get on here, and be like, you know, I really felt like the rushing offense was a lot to be desired this week.
2: Yeah, I mean the big love over there. He's got, oof, he's
0: got, he's got some charisma on the mic. I like it. So yeah, Zach, give us your initial thoughts on this game.
1: So I share a lot of thoughts with you. I love the defense. I did not expect our defense to be this great for at least several years coming into this season. We were all talking about we just hope the defense just be a little bit better, just average. At this time, right now, we have a phenomenal defense. The offense scares me. Dak Prescott scares me. It's If he can't turn it around, my thought is that this season is basically going to be a bust with one and done in the playoffs as a likelihood on the other hand though there was a lot of talk coming to this game a lot although we want dallas stuff i'm glad that we did not humiliate ourselves there like they did sure so i'm not yeah too i mean, the, about this but i'm the worried about is,
0: the defense is uh the defense is a, a big bright spot um you know i saw ryan clark this week say that with a player like micah parsons like you're you can be in pretty much any game like he like that kind of game breaker on the defensive side especially with the cast he's got around him um he'll keep you in games it's whether or not the offense can keep going um i don't know if i'm like lying to myself at this point but i feel like we have a lot more examples of the offense being good than bad over the life the careers of these players so i'm i'm still leaning towards like i i I would be more surprised if it was like, it turns out they're all secretly, they've been bad for the whole time and it's just now coming out rather than they're going through something. I don't know what that is. Injury, funk, slump, whatever you want to call it. Um, So I'm still leaning positively. He's called it a slump. Yeah, I mean, I I still have faith in Dak. Um, You know, not maybe not the first snap of next week, but like, as as our franchise quarterback, I, I definitely do. Um we're seeing no,
1: I, I agree with that
0: some of the worst ball we've seen from Dak and it's still not like what I would call horrible football. Like these are not these are not games where guys get cut for playing like this. I still think he's better than even right now, he's better than, you know, the bottom 15 quarterbacks in the league. It's the issue is that we see we saw him play like a top five quarterback and now he's regressed to this probably like middle of the pack player, and that's very concerning for he's sure. But ben, I, I I robbed you of your uh, your chance to give us your initial thoughts. What you, what were your feelings coming out of this game? Yeah, I mean,
2: uh, more on the lines of, of, of what you guys were saying. You know, it, it it at the end of the day, all they really needed to do was win, and at this point, you know, I think they really have a month to get things right. Like this win. Pretty much secures you the NFC East. I haven't been worried about it in a long time, but this was kind of the last ditch effort, I think, of Washington to, to really make a run. Um, if you lost that game, you really did have to focus. And I'm not saying they don't focus here on out, but now it's kind of a, uh, I won't say tune-up games, but they're, they're get-right games, right? So that's a blessing. Um, Zach said something interesting I was going to touch on. You know, he said, you know, our thoughts – end into the season was man. If the defense can just be average and the offense is great, you know we'll be fine. And what's funny right now is if the defense was average right now, we'd be losing games. Definitely, um, I have a couple of defensive numbers. This is Dallas's defensive rank since Week Ten. They're fourth in passing touchdowns allowed. They're second in opposing passer rating. They are second in sacks they have 15 sacks since week 10 a lot of that micah parsons uh he's first in that stretch in the nfl uh their first in opposing completion percentage at 51 percent their first in interceptions at nine and their first and third down conversion percentage at 25 percent so not Jeez. only is this defense like i mean that's a lot of first seconds and, and you know what i mean you know this is not a defense that's playing a little above its head this is a defense that's Carrying your football team right now,
1: definitely. Uh, I mean, absolutely, it's a the, championship the... defense.
2: Yeah, yeah, they're playing championship. You know, I love uh on that. Jay Ron Curse, he was asked if this is a championship defense, and he said, "You can't call yourself a championship defense till you win a, a championship." But yeah, we got the right guys here, and I thought that was a tight quote.
0: I I think that's totally accurate. I the only thing that makes me upset about it is that, and I feel like this this plagues this whole team is that you never get a complete. Game from this organization. So, like at the beginning of the season, offense was killing people and defense was like opportunistic but suspect still, like would give up a lot of points and yards, but like getting turnovers, doing their thing. Then now we're at a point where the defense is on, but the offense is off. And even within the offense, like it doesn't even seem like it doesn't ever seem to me like. The entire team sucks at one time. It seems like even on drives where, like, they're moving the ball well, individual units, whether it's the offensive line, the running backs, DAC, the receivers, will, like, take a series and just, like, totally. So, like, I went, like, when I was going through this at the beginning of the game, like, the first drive, they're moving the ball really well. Uh, they get down into the red zone. And the offensive line just gets totally beat. Corey Clement gets destroyed in the backfield. For he manages to make it a, a zero-yard gain, but he has yeah. We should mention no that, uh, room to maneuver.
2: You mentioned um, Tony Pollard did not play. Yeah, ZP did not play. So we mentioned Zeke super and- banged up. So Corey Clement actually spelled him quite a bit as the number two back in this yeah. one. Yeah, so that's why he beat
1: this game.
0: He did. I know. Um, And yeah. so they they go. They so you effectively burn it down there. Then you're second and ten from the twenty. And it's a covered sack. Dak actually does a pretty good job escaping pressure here. There's just no one open. He ends up running out of bounds. So now you're at third and ten, and you end up getting a three-yard completion to Cooper. So you just like have like everything work against you there. Like we move the ball really well. We get down to the red zone and the offensive line fucks up. Then the receivers can't get separation or Dak can't find them. And you burn that one. On the uh then on the next drive, uh, they start off okay. And then we get an aborted snap, like a fuck up on the snap, and then Dak throws a pretty horrific interception. Um then you have the Boy. touchdown drive, which is great. Not to interrupt, but drive, I just was gonna yeah.
2: say uh yeah, both his interceptions were Bad, bad. He had a so next gen stats graded that he had four turnover worthy throws. Two of them actually did get picked, one of them on a screen pass. Me and Zach where we watched this game together. We looked at each other
0: like, holy fuck, what was yeah, he doing agreed. there? Agreed. That so. was very bad. Um, so even up 18 to zero, uh, they have a three and out, uh, towards the in the in the second quarter where, uh, First play they go deep to Gallup. That's incomplete. Clement gets a four-yard run. Then Dak hits Michael Gallup on a really gorgeous 46-yard play that is negated by holding. Uh so they're at third and 16, and they do a little dump off to, you know, they do. Kellen calls a screenplay to CD lamb. They get four yards and they punt. So Man, it's just they like, have
2: absolutely fallen in love with a third and eight. Third and I nine, don't understand third and it ten, because it like does not wide receiver seem effective to me. dump off. Like that is not
0: Scott Linehan, Jason Garrett staple. Yeah. And it wasn't effective then. And it doesn't seem effective now. I mean, CD get me did wrong, get
2: one of them. So, but that was and,
0: and I texted y'all at the time. I was like, God, I'm almost pissed that worked because, Any effort, it's like winning a big bet at the casino. It's like, (laughs) fuck, dude. Now you're cursed. It's It's like like now you're always gonna be like, oh, that could work though.
2: A shitty NBA player hitting like a or shooter hitting like a three, and now the rest of the game, he's like, oh, I'm cooking. Guess I
0: got. Oh yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, And that just seemed to kind of happen all day. It was like they, they. I will say this: I thought they moved the ball between the twenties more effectively than I've seen in recent weeks. I did feel a little bit better about that, even without Pollard. Um, And with Zeke still being banged up, but the offensive line costly penalties, bad pressures in big situations. Dak very off in some situations, also very on in situations. Like Dak is again this enigma, where like on some plays I see him make a throw, I'm like, oh, he's good. Like that's that's from that's what I expect from Dak right there. So like roll out, escape like three guys fire a ball down the sidelines into the tightest possible window. And I'm like, that's a super high level throw Dax on. And then the next play will be like his, his second interception in this game, I think is the worst interception of his career. (laughs) Like it looks like a pass to the guy. He just like rolls out and gently tosses the ball to a linebacker. Who's in front of his intended target.
2: I've seen this asked on Twitter. And I, I want to ask you both that throw. Is that, to me, it looks like he's coming out, and he just totally loses faith in either his legs to throw that on the run or to outrun the DN. I I, I think yeah, I think when I you know watch this from a million miles away on the couch, um, it's easy to say, but I think he's lost complete ability of his legs. He actually or- had I actually made a note during the game because he had a scramble for a first down. And I was trying to remember when's the last time I've seen Zach Dak use his legs to pick up a first down. It used no, to yeah. be what twice a twice a game, and now At it's least. once every eight. I saw a stat that they have called two designed runs for Dak that are not either QB sneaks or I mean, well, yeah, basically excluding QB sneaks and excluding like him scrambling from pressure. They've called two designed runs to Dak when that used
0: to be a staple. So most definitely, and. Ed- I mean, I said it last week, like I can see that one he's, he's, uh, it, at, I don't know if you want to call it afraid, doesn't have faith, doesn't have the physical capability because there's a lingering injury from the calf situation that they're, you know, he's good enough to go out there and play, but not good enough to play it, you know, full capability. Um, but you can see that when he, when he tries to get mobile, when he tries to run. Um, and I think it's frankly, I really do think it's affecting his, his ability to throw the ball. I can see in some of these picks and some of these bad throws, I can tell from his body language that he thinks he can make that throw. Like he's made that throw before and his trained, because you're moving at such a high rate of speed mentally in the NFL, you have to be able to know on instinct, whether or not that is an open throw that you are capable of making. And Dak has a list of throws in his head that when he sees the snapshot image of you know, that's open for me. And I think that there's a percentage of those throws, whether it's five or seven or 10 or whatever, um, that had been taken from him because I don't think he can fully put the zip behind the ball that he could before because he can't use his lower body to the the maximum degree he could at one time. Well, like, uh, to that point,
2: you know, uh, breaking down the technicality of the throw is is way above my skill set. But the people I have seen do it, say that when a quarterback's like lower body injuries often the miss to kind of your point too and it does lead to high balls like if you're gonna miss yeah. when you can't plant down there like you have a, a tendency to sail the ball and that first and one that's a what perfect he's example. doing dude he absolutely yeah. sailed that ball
0: and we've seen a couple of those like of his big misses we've seen a couple significant like sail where it's like man he was several yards out from where that receiver was going to be um, so how how uh, how
2: banged up do you guys think he is? Because I'm gonna I'm gonna read off some splits uh, either now or, or you know a little bit after this in a second uh, of just like post calf injury numbers and, and current because we all we all can see that he's not playing as well. But how much of it do you think actually is the calf?
0: I given that he played so magnificently before, even against good defenses and so significantly night and day worse afterwards I and just like the nature of what we're seeing, like the sailed balls, the, the, you know, inability or unwillingness to use his legs. um, I have to assume a big chunk of it is related to that. I'm going to say he's playing at like 85% of his full capability. And I think in the NFL losing 15% of your capability is a a death blow to a lot of quarterbacks. I think Dak is, a good enough leader and a high enough like level mental player that he can still go out there and give you on a good day, you know, a touchdown or two. And I was going to say, it know. depends on how
2: much I think the injury impacts your confidence too. Right. For sure. Because and right now with no Zeke Rogers, deck, effectively Rogers,
0: Zeke taken out of the game, no Pollard, like it's all on deck.
1: So right. it's like,
2: well, and that's, that's what makes this so hard when you talk about the offense is there's so many things you can point to. Is it Dax injury? Is it all the O-line tinkering? They're not playing as well. Is it the fact that we've completely, you know, I've been screaming on this pod review completely lost the run game. You know, is it, is it the receivers have been in and out, you know, you can kind of point to, and and you know, you brought up they're not doing motion nearly as much anymore as nope. early in the year. You know, Dak's getting uh, you know, someone pointed out that in the first six, seven weeks he was getting blitzed third most in the league, and now he's getting blitzed the least or the well, second least. Just not, they know that. they
0: don't have to fear Zeke and Pollard as much because the line isn't opening up huge holes. We're not gashing teams, and so the first it's couple of A little of weeks bit of everything, season, right? You were watching teams like stack the box against us. And that gives Dak, you know, fewer DBs, fewer linebackers dropping back into coverage.
2: Well, and I said people were blitzing him more, which gives yeah, you a lot of one sure. on ones. And they were getting absolutely torn up by CeeDee Lamb, Dalton Schultz, Dak, you know, and even the run game was able to make, you know, they they'd pick up the blitz and then there's, you get Zeke or Pollard in the second level. And okay,
0: that's 10, 15 yards. Boom. So I guess the question becomes between now and the last game of the season, you know, we've got four games left. Will they get healthy enough to be a significant threat in the playoffs? Will they fix? I don't know what part of it's mental, what part of it's physical. Um, Will they get it together enough to be a real threat? I do think they're going to win the division, like, regardless of. I think they're playing what they're playing right now and probably win the division. I think. uh, I'm
2: confident enough that they
0: could start Cooper Rush and win the division at this point. It's a done deal, dude. I don't know about that. The, I mean, well, yes, oh, bec- only because it's a done deal. Like Cooper Rush is. I'm not so saying Cooper bad. Rush
2: is good Yeah, I just mean that's how how done of a yeah. deal that it is. Like yeah. there's no, I don't, I don't fear at all. Washington after or last Philly. week,
0: it's pretty much impossible for. I think for. I mean, especially if Washington loses this week to Philly, it's pretty much over. Like we would have to lose every game, and Philly would have to, or Washington would have to win every game, and then I think it would come down to a tie, and then you know, we'd be one and one against it. The whole thing would be very strange, but yeah. Um, And our, our remaining schedule outside of Arizona, who Arizona looks, I would say they're very comparable to us, like an incredibly hot team out of the gate with a packed list of superstars on offense and a defense that needed to do just enough. And this kind of hot shot offensive mind orchestrating the show, just like we have in Kellen and then kyler went down for an injury they were kind of waiting for him to come back and he came back and has not been the same qb and now they've lost hopkins like they're in a very similar position i mean they're 10 and three and we're nine and four but i would say it's it's a very similar situation for them where it's like that was a team that a lot of people had like as a super bowl favorite at the beginning of the year and now i think people are looking at them more as like oh, if they can put it together i on the other hand, the Rams have kind of like seemed to have righted the ship a little bit, at least from That's where they big. were in the darkest days of their it's season.
2: A, it's a long season, you know, I mean, the longest ever, right? Yeah, <laughs> the longest it, ever, it, it, so, it
0: legitimately is the longest NFL season so, in history.
2: So they have a month like at the same point, like they need to get it right. They have a month. I mean, you look back to your point, you know, a month ago, look at those teams and where we thought of them. I mean, the Bucks had a two-game losing streak, right? You know, everyone kind of struggled in November, so it's not impossible to get it get it right. It's just... And look, they're winning, despite all that. They're just... They're winning yeah. like the Chiefs. The Chiefs have looked, to me, besides this last game where they just destroyed the Raiders, but outside of that, they're winning games 22-9, to 24-9. Even against us, I mean, I'm sure their fans walked away how we kind of walked this game, like, well, I'm glad we won, but What the fuck's wrong with our offense?
0: And and I keep returning to the idea of just like our knowledge of these players on offense from a talent standpoint is pretty significant as among some of them. And I keep thinking like, okay, like if they had come out the gate like they did, they went seven and one. And it was a bunch of no-name guys that no one had ever heard of. And they were just like clicking really well. And then they started doing this. I would be like, okay, like this is them returning to earth. I think this these games that we're seeing right now are probably more of the exception than the rule. I think what we saw at the beginning of the season, while they may have been playing above their head a little bit because of just like team cohesion, etc., if you have full health, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, I think that's closer to what they really are on offense than what we're seeing right now. Like, I don't think... I don't think any NFL personnel director in the league would look at their o- offense on paper ever and say like, oh no, like this is, they're, you know, they're closer to a win two of every five team rather than. So,
2: a, you know, kind of along those lines, you know, Zach, you, uh you know, you earlier in the pod were saying, you know, you was kind of on Dak or Dak. So you're mainly worried about, like, is that where, I mean, ultimately he's the guy making the big paycheck, right? He's the one, selling jerseys is that who you see is the biggest problem or the guy who needs to figure it out the most among this whole offense
1: yes at this moment yes now i'm not worried about him in like next season like i'm not worried about him in the long-term history of our team but for this season alone i'm extremely worried I and feel do, like do last. You, do
0: you attribute that to more of a, like a figure it out thing, or a, do you think he's hurt? I think both. Yeah,
1: he's definitely right. still hurt. Like you can just see it on him the way he's playing. Part of it's mental as well. I mean, he's making terrible throws. I mean, yeah. To be honest. They're, he almost picks threw the were game
2: so bad. I mean, yeah, that game was. It really like, wasn't a game even after the pick six, but that definitely like could have been.
0: Who uh I could I can't remember I have uh amnesia Who made that uh you know big like game saving uh sack at the end of the game What's his name Oh Randy Gregory He's pretty good. Uh, yes, I said yeah,
1: phenomenal but... interception in the beginning Oh that was so tight say, dog
2: the pick Yeah we didn't well I and mean, we talked about the defense as a whole but individually
0: Yeah let's get this into was... defense Let's at least get into the positives a little bit like... All right.
2: I do want to come back to Dag just to share numbers, but we'll do that after after game talk. Um, defense, one, yeah. Randy, that was fucking awesome. That pick that's was— That's my
1: favorite pick of this season. That was my favorite pick above all of Trevon.
2: Mine was the Diggs pick six
0: against
1: New England, but that's that was, cool. That was a different situation, circumstance. I agree, I agree. The physical yes, aspect of the pick.
0: That and then— I think people will, like, underestimate just how difficult of a physical feat that was, what Randy <laughs> did, because, like, he, it up he 1 a. jumps up. He gets, like, some real ups. Like, that is a high jump. He tips it. It's not like he, kind of he doesn't see him. Air. Yeah, he goes up, in, it goes up in the air, and it's behind him. And he has to, like, look up, locate, get the body control to turn around at full speed and collect the ball. Like, that's, that's a play that Randy Gregory is, you know, that's one of the only DNs in the league that's making that play. I'll tell you that right now.
2: That was nasty and set up the touchdown, right? The first touchdown to go up 11 0? Correct. Um, oh, and then what? Parsons pretty much blew the game open with that. Dude, every week this kid does something like every week. And on, what was it? They went for it on a fourth and five, and he just yeah. fourth blocking. down,
0: biggest play of the game. Like, he easily probably he wins the, the game at that point, right? Yeah. Like, he, he absolutely and this isn't like I keep I keep like trying to like emphasize when I talk to about him to people is like, this isn't like he's running some like trick package, or like using his speed to get around guys. I mean, he does that too. But like that one dude is him straight up using a pass rusher move and bull rushing an NFL offensive lineman. Beating his ass. <laughs> He's and a then savant. Destroying like, destroying fucking Taylor. This Heineken. is not his
2: role. This is not what he did at Penn State. If you watch no. him at Penn State, this is not what they asked him to do. Like, maybe blitz, which he did on the second one. They blitzed him up the middle and <laughs> he, beats he got another on one so bad. And then poor Antonio Gibson's like, oh God, I can't block this guy. He's got um,
0: 12 sacks now. Um, you know, the defensive player of the year talk has really ratcheted it up. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. He gets to play against the, the Giants this week. He gets with to play with backup Mike, quarterbacks. With backup QBs. I really think there is a strong chance that Micah Parsons is going to set the NFL rookie sack record. It's um, 14 and a half, right? It is 14 and a half by the freak, uh, Javon Curse. I think I I was talking to Ryan about this earlier today. Like, what does he need to do numbers wise to lock down defensive player of the year? um cuz like Watt and Miles Garrett have 16 sacks yeah, but obviously they're not gonna have nice near his force rumble yeah obviously they're not going to have near his uh his tackle numbers I mean he's got double the number of tackles that I think he needs a pick
2: have. I think he gets a pick 6
0: Okay. That so do it. you think even I if think he, he like, does too? I think if he breaks the rookie sack record, they're going to give it to him. If he gets to 15 sacks, even if Miles Garrett ends the season with like well, 17. TJ Watts that, also got like 17 or something. Yeah. Right? He's, I mean, he's stupid as well. And he's missed
2: two weeks. So I
0: think just because of like the dynamic nature of Micah, like he's just, and now he got that, he's getting the, the bag. Dude, he got that Pizza Hut sponsorship. You see that sweet jacket they gave him? no but that's he, had a, he had a pizza party with his teammates to watch monday night football so you post on instagram him and all the boys like trevon diggs and uh tank and like some of the other guys over there at his crib eating uh pizza hut and they gave micah this like really cool like silky red pizza hut jacket and me and ryan were talking about dude this next week he just needs to Blow Saquon up in the backfield, and the field Mike needs to catch Micah standing over, flexing on Saquon, and being like, "No one out, pizzas the hut, bitch." <laughs> I thought you were gonna say like a pizza
2: dance, like the little,
0: eat a little Oh, that I'll, I'll take that too. But steak. I need the I need the catchphrase. I need "No one out, pizzas <laughs> the, hut. the
2: hut." He just goes full full Tiger Woods, a corporate. Bro, how about remote. the fact that
0: Micah Parsons dropped that pick? Which, like, it wasn't really a drop. It would have been an insane play, but it was just like he was in the area. And then he goes to the sidelines and starts doing knuckle push-ups as punishment. Yeah. He's Dude, he is such an animal, bro. I love it. He's like he uh,
1: had to tell that cameraman, like, hey, hey, film me, film me. And then he's no, like, hey, dude,
2: he said, dude, he knows where the camera is He's bit. He's got
0: the, the – He's the perfect just, Jerry guy. He's got the sure. acceptable amount of J.J. Watt in him. Like, J.J. Watt had too much J.J. Watt where he was, like, way too into that whole thing about, well, like, I, can't I, be I love a, football you more can't, than you. But,
2: yeah, like the Russell Wilson. You can't be a camera whore and be corny. Like, you Oh, gotta... you mean
0: like where Russell Wilson was doing the, uh, <laughs> the fake huddles during yes. his warm-ups? Like yes. the fucking lamest, corniest shit I've ever seen in my life?
2: Going through his pregame routine because uh. he knows cameras are rolling? Yeah.
0: But – That Russell Wilson. I do feel like Micah would do that shit even if cameras weren't there. He just also knows the cameras are there and is like, this will be tight.
2: Yeah. Yeah,
0: he's. People are going to come to hate Mike, bro. Let me tell you right ragged. now. That, bro. Second
2: sick, that second sack where he gets up and he does his little celebration was just so badass. We already yeah. saw a
1: lot of people criticizing him because uh, he already has a quote out there where he says, the NFL isn't hard.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. I mean, that's, that's <laughs> his whole shtick. It's just like <laughs> he shows up at every level of football being like, yo, how come everyone's so slow and bad compared to me, dude? Like, this is really <laughs> lame. <laughs> that's like kind of his thing, which, like, yeah, we I saw him on hard knocks tell. like he yeah. he would
2: get beat and he'd be like, "You're not even good." And I actually yeah. think like he believes that, like he believes he's, he's just 100% better. Believes than
0: that. I mean, this is the same kid we talked about who showed up at Penn State camp and was like, "Yo, it's gonna be boring if I played linebacker, so can I just play wide out the whole time?" And they're like, "Bro, this is Division One football, like what?" <laughs> like, but hey, shout yo, Kellen, let the man play wide out though. Like, oh, <laughs> I'm telling you, up. if
2: they. No, Wildcat his ass. Like, yeah, let him, fuck be,
0: it. Let him play like, running back, dude. Like, I'm, I'm saying, saying I think a running back, all.
2: Pollard or Cedric as the Wildcat quarterback with Micah as the running back.
0: Don't, tell- and he's
2: either lead blocking on some ass or he's getting the football. That's Bro, a goal.
0: Sick. If you give Micah the ball on the one, it's he's getting in. He's like, not getting I'm tackled. Not, like, what are you going to do? Like, you're going to beat him to the edge? Like, he probably runs as fast to 40 as your corner does. So, like, let's dude, do I, it.
2: I absolutely think he gets a touchdown this year. I don't know if it's a pick six or it's a uh, an offensive play. He's, I'm hoping he's, both. But
0: he's like Dion in a linebacker body, which is just fucking scary to think about. Which, by the way, shout out to Coach Dion Sanders, Coach uh, Prime, for the first time in the history of recruiting in the 21st century. Dion Sanders, the head coach of Jackson State, a historically black college or university, an FCS school, he flipped the number one recruit in the country from going to Florida State to going to a Division II school. So you could just come swag with Dion, which is super fucking tight. They also it also came out that he uh Saw
2: Dabo was way up in his feelings
0: about it. Oh, FSU's having a total meltdown. Their students uh, like t- 10,000 alumni signed a petition to the athletic director to unretire Dion's number and give it to a walk-on this year because they're so fucking mad about it. I was like, dude, stay mad, Florida State. Like, that's so funny, dude. They could have hired him two years ago. They should have. Dude, they just extended a guy that has like eight wins in like two and a half seasons as head coach. The other thing I'll mention on it is that uh, the kid – uh, visited Jackson State the same week that Dion brought Brittany Renner there to talk to the team. And so people were like, oh, shit, Dion playing 4D chess. He definitely had this, like, super Instagram dime there as, like, a recruiting tool. So was, like, yeah, talking to them about how they were targets and stuff. Yeah. He brought this, yeah. like, chick who – her whole, she's very public about her shtick is, like, yeah, I get professional athletes to get me pregnant so that I can take half their money. Like that's, that's my strategy and it's worked. She got PJ Walker's baby. So she's good for life. And, uh, yeah, Dion brought her in to talk to this team and be like, this is the kind of woman that's going to be in your DMs. You need to be aware <laughs> of this. Like that's so real, dude. I love, dude, Dion's awesome. And he is going to be a division one coach the next couple of you years. Know, I can't wait for it.
2: CD's got a little bit of Dion in him. I was trying to like Definitely. find D like kind of that, dr- not the Michael Irvin loud or the Dez like passion on the sideline Although Dion kind of had a little bit of that talk too, but he is much more like like Zach's photo, the the wave at the end of the game, the kind of smile in your face, the talk, you know what I mean? In uh, in uh, sounds kinda kinda from kind of the that.
0: sidelines this week, they had a clip right after uh, Micah makes the the sack. They had the fumble. Uh, <laughs> they cut to the sidelines and you see CD talking to some of the guys, and he's like, "Man, Micah's so fast, dude." And then he, so when you hear someone off camera go, "He's as fast as you," and CD goes, "Nah." <laughs> <laughs> so like yeah they've all i mean it's a room full of egos right these are all type a guys but um i you know i just to bring it back i it, it, to have a player like mike is tremendous i i think yes. that he is probably one of the best draft picks that we've ever and they looked into him they looked into it, him they absolutely abso- wanted jc it's, it's actually even Horns. better than luck because Our division rivals had the chance to have this pick and they traded us the pick where we got him, which makes it that much worse for them and that much sweeter for us. So I'm super down. Um, I do, man, I just, I know that there's nothing in the last couple weeks of performance to like back this up, but I just can't get away. Shake the fact that I'm just like, bro, they're going to figure it out. Like, I just feel like, that much talent unless you really truly fuck it up and squander it or there's like outside influences like injuries i really feel like they will put it back together now does that mean they're going to win the super bowl no not necessarily at all but i do think that they're going to win a playoff game with this squad i really do
1: i think we'll know by the arizona game that's yeah, really I'm, where I'll my head's at, that at game. like i'm very excited oh, about yeah. that you better
0: they've never lost while i've been in the stadium That's a great stat. 100% win rate while I'm in the stadium. Zeke has never rushed for less than five yards of carry while I've been in that stadium.
2: Mm, That'd be nice to see. Um, One last thing of the defense, kind of the forgotten man. Uh, Tank had a nasty sack to help put it away. So good to see him back, dude.
0: Tank is doing his thing, and he's out there stuffing the run too. Like Mm -hmm. I saw him making plays all over the place, and to have Randy – Tank and we 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 hyped it up for weeks, right? Like, oh, once they get all these guys back, it's going to be so insane. And it was, dude. It lived up to the billing, man. Like they were getting tons of pressure. They got four sacks. They got multiple turnovers. They could have had two other interceptions. Anthony Brown straight up dropped two catchable yeah. balls that should have been picks. I'm not gonna like shit all over him. The first one was like an over the shoulder.
2: I thought he had a good that's, game, but yeah, he, he just he had a fine game.
0: I'm not gonna I'm not gonna like. But if Diggs has those. Two opportunities, I think they're both interceptions, to be honest with you. So, yeah, the uh, the defense is really coming into its own. Dan Quinn's doing a hell of a job. Um, I know no one wants to hear it after after that performance, but I, I did see signs of life in the offense this week that I didn't see the previous week in New Orleans or, you know, against other, you know, the Raiders game was a weird game, because so they did put up points, but they looked like shit. Um, certainly better than the Kansas City game at least at moving the ball um so i'm gonna i'm just gonna stay hopeful and that they they take another positive step forward they've got a real tomato can of a opponent you know if you can't put up points on the giants you're in real trouble they're very bad so uh,
1: yeah. yeah i'll agree that until the second half i was much more excited about our offense i mean yeah I, getting I field goals which good. is better than just going three and outs but absolutely i was seeing it was oh, the radio today and the stat was close. we've averaged six three and outs every game for the last think, yeah five games yeah and it's actually Which shocking is, how constant that is it's
0: bizarre because again it's like we know that they have all this talent we know that they have a, gr- a good play caller at least did at one point during this season um I don't know, man. It's so strange. I, so I don't know I, if there's any one culprit, but it is very frustrating to watch because especially it'd be one thing if they just sucked. You could just make peace with it. But knowing that they are capable or at least were at one point this same season capable of doing such magical things on offense, it's hard to watch.
2: Yeah, I, I do want to finally talk uh some of the numbers that I saw floating around the <laughs> yeah, internet and, and dug up. Um you know, about what is so wrong with the offense. And uh, this is basically since Dak came back. So the first six weeks of the year, I'm going to use a couple stats. Um, EPA, we've talked about it. You know, basically expected points added. It's a it's a next-gen stat that people like. Dak has always been a EPA darling. It's why when even he had lesser numbers compared to the Mahomes and the Bradys who would throw for 5,000 yards – he he would find ways, right? He uses his legs. He he played well in big moments. We saw plenty of great fourth quarters. Um, you know, he just did little things right, and he's always been really loved by, by EPA for that. So the first six weeks of the year, Dak was uh, number two in total EPA, and he was number one in what's called SR rate, which is drop back success rate, which is basically the percentage of Dropbacks that result in positive EPA, which basically you do something that helps add points to the board. Uh so very good numbers. Like I said, advanced yeah, stats definitely. have always been and really, really kind to him. Um since the injury and he came back, weeks nine to fourteen in that same time frame. He is twenty-first in the NFL in Jeez. total EPA or quarterbacks and twenty-fifth in SR um rank. So basically percentage of dropbacks that result in positive. He's like, it's, it's not, you know, you, you earlier said Andy, that he was kind of still playing above average QBs, but there's a lot of stats that kind of point that he's played really like shit for five weeks and below average, at least. And and one other one I want to give is, um, uh, you know, ESPN has QBR, which is different from passer rating. It's quarterback rating. It's supposed to take in basically a holistic view of the quarterback. So rushing yeah, it's a, out it's towards it. Pr- it's a
0: kind a, of subjective rating system, but yes. Yeah. It's supposed, and, and be better. The, it's supposed to be better than passer rating, which I do think
2: Right, it is. and they come in. Look, the top QBR this season are Brady 1, Herbert 2, Stafford 3, Rogers 4, Kyler 5. So it does kind of pan out. To that way and um anyway i just want you know want you guys to guess where dak is and he's always been once again a qbr darling i mean he's been since the advanced stack kind of gained more popularity he's always been a top 10 guy pretty much every year of his career except for that weird like 2018 i want to say or 17 whatever um kind of that post half of that season where he looked like shit the uh, did land the Atlanta game and yada yada, but I just want to get, want you, want y'all to guess where you think he is as, as far as
0: NFL QBs. I mean, I know he got a nine for this game, so I'm sure he's fucking terrible.
1: Yeah, Zach. Yeah, I'm gonna say I also knew he had a nine for this game, so <laughs> I'm gonna say he's 30th. He's not, this is
2: for the season. He's oh, season, uh, 20, uh, 20. So you're close, he's 23rd. See, like, and look, and some of that is no, but some of this is Andy related to like, it is to you know that the two sneaks he didn't get in on right really hurt his okay. which is his he, fault he so, quote unquote
0: didn't get in on well like, yes he, he did he did, he did in fact objectively get in on both
2: absolutely players. but as far as it goes so yes he would be a little higher but just and, for and context don't wrong, right now I, I he's like around stats. guys like I, hurt, I think stats are Heineke and Ben Roethlisberger so, sure if he's but, struggling
0: right. And, and the st- statistically, yes, no one in the goddamn universe would sit down and be like, yeah, dude, I would, tr- I, you know, Dak and Jalen Hurts are similar QBs. They've performed similarly, even over the last, I mean, dude, if you, I if you gave Taylor Hurts t- or if you gave Jalen Hurts, the run Dak has had since the injury, eight touchdowns and six picks. And. At least two hundred yards in every game, over three hundred yards multiple times. That'd be the best run of Jalen Hurts' career. Like, so don't get me wrong. I'm not saying I mean, yes. I'm not he defending also defending Dak. like. I,
2: he also runs for like seventy yards, but yes, fair. I, I I don't disagree with what you're going with it. I'm just trying to illustrate he's playing among saying, like, like we're, the we're Taylor watching, Heineke's we're, of the world. We're right watching
0: now. Dax. We're watching the worst football Dax ever played. Yes, And he's still above 65% completion percentage. He's still going above 200 yards. I think a big factor in this, honestly, is the fact that they have no other option on offense, like because of the injury to Zeke and the struggles on the offensive line, even though everyone, including us, who should be the last person to know, can see that Dak is operating with some kind of disability. He's still throwing the ball 40 times every single game. Like, that that probably shouldn't be happening given, you know, well, if Dak, if Dak that's is what makes off, it- if he is injured, if he is whatever, if he's getting pressured more, which he obviously is given that we're giving up yeah, four his sack sacks. Yeah,
2: his sack rate's
0: gone up too. Yeah, for sure. So I think that definitely contributes. Again, I'm not sit- going to sit here and be like, no, Dak has played like a top five QB the last, you know, couple months. What I am saying is like if if this is as bad as it gets, if the worst we're ever going to see out of Dak Prescott is that you know, playing with an injury with a dysfunctional team at the moment and he's going to, you know, complete 65% of his passes and put up 200 yards and throw more touchdowns and picks I'm I'm going to I'm okay with that. I and again, I think we are not seeing I do I I at least for right now until This, if this trend continues into perpetuity, then I'll be proved wrong. But I do not accept currently that this is who Dak Prescott is, like that this is his real identity. I choose to believe that the last four and a half years of his career are more indicative of who Dak is. And I'm not
2: saying that, I don't, I don't, I'm not trying to say that. I don't, I don't hear a a whole lot of people saying that. I think the point, and Zach, you, you, you sort of touched on this earlier in the pod is if he continues playing. At the level he's playing right now, they do have no shot at the Super Bowl. They just have no shot. He's going to have to play at at least top ten level above, and he's playing sure. he's playing at his floor, which I agree is a high floor compared to plenty of guys in this league. But his floor is not good enough to to get where they want to go. Of, of course, and yeah, if, if you
0: if I think if you went to, to any, Bowl, I think if you went to any quarterback in the NFL and you were like, this guy's gonna play the worst football he's ever played, can you get to the Super Bowl? I think the answer would be no.
2: So- well agree, and that's just it just sucks. Like that's where we're at. Like this team sure. feels like they're primed for a run. I mean, we're nine and four. And the reason people are acting like the skies fall into a degree, and and you know, we're having to, you know, kind of cope ourselves into it through wins is the fact that we know what we're seeing is not good enough. And and I'm just trying to kind of say the numbers back that up it's been it's been ugly it's been an ugly month boys or six weeks really at this point
0: yeah definitely definitely so um some
2: running numbers just real quick on that to to Andy's point you know Dak trying to do it all if if that's maybe a theory the first six weeks of the year they had 986 rushing yards five yards in attempt and their offensive rush success rate was 45 percent Weeks nine through fourteen, at the same point, this deck injury occurred. They have six hundred rushing yards at four yards in attempt. And remember that's with a Pollard sixty-eight yarder in there, and just a thirty percent success rate per run. So pretty big drop offs.
0: Yeah. And I mean, I, I I'll say this. If you go back to like 2018, for instance, when they got into November, uh Dak had a – there was a There was a period of time where people were questioning whether Dak could be a big-time winning quarterback in that season as well. Um, they went to Atlanta, and they won a squeaker by three points. Dak didn't throw any touchdowns. Uh, they beat Washington the next week pretty handily where he threw two touchdowns, but there were questions. Then he goes out the next couple weeks, he has bad games, three-touchdown, two-pick performance, a zero-touchdown, one-pick performance, a zero-touchdown, one-pick performance. Very similar, like six to seven week pattern here. And then at the end of the season, Dak put it together against Tampa, the 27 20 game. He looks pretty sharp. The last game of the season against New York, where we win 36 35. Dak throws four touchdowns. So, I mean, I want to believe that they will figure this out. I think that they've, they have a tremendous amount of talent. I don't know other than, Physical incapability, as far as like injury or something like that, I don't know. I can really see what would be wrong here, like, unless something mentally broke in Dak Prescott's head or something else like that. Um, which I think would just be so bizarre for a guy to show that incredible progression for the first five years of his career and then just completely collapse over the course of effectively one week off of the game and never return to form. Um, that would almost be unprecedented, in my opinion. So i ex- i I think he will be he will return. I hope it is in time for us to make a serious run at a postseason adventure this year. Because I agree with you. I think this team is uh, definitely well, set up for tremendous postseason success, and it'd be a real well, shame if they didn't get to capitalize on that. You know, it's scary, and we have mainly focused
2: on Dak and what's wrong with him. But it, you know, when I gave the running numbers i mean it's the problem is it's everything right it's yeah it feels like kellen's not really calling great plays all of a sudden and outsmarting teams it feels like zeke is the guy we saw from the first six weeks is completely gone is he dealing with his own injury he says he is i think he probably is is the offensive line not playing as well you know it, it, Sack numbers say they well. are so yeah, it's a little bit of everything, right? And I don't know how you fix that all at once or where you start. And I don't think you get. And I, I want to open this up to to Zach as the uh, as the as the pod's z cater here. Um, I don't know how you get that that run game right. I think you have to rest Pollard. He was apparently close. I think he's going to go this week if he has any twitch at all. I say they rest him because I think you're not going to get Zeke him. back to a hundred percent the rest of the year but yeah, you do have a chance of Pollard, Pollard being 100 percent, and you do have a chance of him hitting home runs and if you have to lean on him late in the year and in the postseason we can do that I don't think unfortunately we're ever going to be able to lean on Zeke again through this year to be what we kind of saw early and I don't know I, I'll just throw that out to, to you guys but that's that's my fear with given how banged up he is and the fact that it's tough to get healthy as a running back
0: in this league. Well, and especially if you're going to play every week. I mean, it'd be one thing if Zeke was, you know, rehabbing. And that time's gone. Like he could have rested a month. Yeah, they. Yeah, they decided not to do that. So, um, Zach, yeah, what do you, I, see? I agree with with you. Zach, goes. what do you think?
1: So, say Zeke insists that resting would have done nothing for the type of injury he had. That's what he's been saying. Well, um, no, I don't think we're going to see. Gets- Zeke playing like he did against the Panthers or the Eagles again this season. Unless I got those games mixed up. But uh No, that's he, right. He okay, played well yeah. in both of them. So uh we might be able to see him doing I don't know. He you know, uh we had Corey Clement come in and he did a run. And I was kind of half paying attention and I said in the group chat I immediately could tell it wasn't Zeke just by the burst the guy showed.
0: Yeah, but he's,
1: you know, he got more carries than Zeke. He basically had the same type of thing. Yeah, you know, more carries guys for saying, less
0: yards. But yeah, you
1: no know, one less yard <laughs>
0: on <Or> more carries.
1: <laughs> okay. Uh, my big thing is, you know, I'm not a big fan of Zeke, and I'm kind of hyping up Pollard. I don't really think Pollard's all that great, though. To be perfectly honest, I see him as the Andy Dalton type of guy. He's fine.
0: I told you before Zach got on, dude, if we are so lucky, Zach was not a huge fan back in the day. He would have been shitting on Tony Romo to the maximum degree possible. Zach would have been that guy.
2: I couldn't have handled a, a Romo and Dez hater. Oh, so I don't know how a, you guys saying the that biggest about Biggest hater, Pollard. dude. The biggest <laughs> hater. I don't hate on Pollard. I, I actually I don't like hate on him Zach either. Saying, I like him. I I, I think I'm Pollard just, gets overhyped <laughs> around here because he What I'm saying is I think, think that isn't if Zeke been
1: just quit football today, I would not be saying, oh, that's fine. Our rush game is <laughs> good with Pollard. But My how do they fix be, it
2: then? Is, if Pollard's not the answer,
1: yeah. I think Pollard can be serviceable.
2: You don't think I don't think he's gonna
1: win us a game. I don't think he's gonna lose us a game as if he's the main running game, assuming he's healthy.
2: So the offense's only chance of being fixed is Dak being elite.
1: Yes, I do not think we're getting the early season run game back this season.
2: Because in that stretch, they had more runs and passes. And I know I'm not trying to get into a fight with the analytics guy in my my ass. I understand they had leads in all those games, and you run more to when you have leads. But that said, they absolutely. We're effective running the ball, and
0: I—I'll I, be honest. I do I not know. think it's possible for this team to be one-dimensional and win, win, d- go deep into the playoffs. I just don't like. I think I don't care. I mean, I guess you could get really lucky and Dak turns it on and has four touchdowns every single game for multiple games in a row, and you win a Super Bowl. But if they have no running game, it's going to be very difficult to go deep into the playoffs. And if, yeah, so I think you're going to have to have something to balance out to take the heat off of. I mean, just to keep them from dropping seven every single time. Well, and I think that's
2: the bills problem is the bills are a great team set up to win. And I think one of their problems is they, if Josh Allen isn't amazing every game, they have no chance because they have zero semblance of moving the ball other than him dropping back 50 times and running about 10. So agreed. But the running part there, I just got to mind or, or just want to bring that back up. I uh I don't know. I think this offense at most effective when Dak's able to move and throw on the run. I, I don't know if you can just I don't know. I just don't know if he can be
0: You at least have the... to have the threat, dude. Like yeah. that's the thing. It's like it just I mean, I, I don't know of any team that could be I mean, maybe you could argue that like the the Titans with Der- prime Derrick Henry and he's at max velocity, they can win games like that or prime AP. But like teams that are completely one dimensional, with no where the other team really doesn't even need to worry about one half of the offensive playbook, are very rarely successful. That's such a tough gig to go out and make be a, a lethal combination. The Cowboys were so well balanced. It was, you know, the, the term pick your poison just got wore out because of how good they were at it. Um, you know what did work a little bit and I want to see if they
2: fuck around with a little bit is CD in the backfield. They actually tried that a few times
0: and it was it, was, okay. it was not bad. I, 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 I also but like I don't to want to get him, him hurt either. I don't want some like well, linebacker to stick him and then we first, lose a receiver.
1: I think he first had a run in the uh Chargers game, I believe. Just one.
0: Yeah, those are like, early verses. The and then they do those designed, like where he's the running back, which is interesting. Yeah. And they had
2: Zeke as kind of the fullback on that play, which was
0: Because nice. I think they view him as like once he has the ball in his hands, he's super lethal, which is definitely true. Well, he's and probably he's probably their mode. Shown, most. He's shown like a, a play up. He's shown a little bit of difficulty in the, you know, in traffic contested catches. And so they work these, they've tried to set up situations where he gets the ball in his hands. Uncontested, whether that's screen plays, whether that's you know, running the ball from the running back position, sweeps, reverses, those kind of things. Um he's amazing. I mean, I they've just got they've got so many weapons but they have to be able to do the fundamentals well. It sucks cuz like, they
2: have so many weapons and so many issues at the same time. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, it's like they don't they don't dude, know Nate, how to get Nate out. Nate
0: Newton of it. said it at the beginning of this year, man, like when they were on, in the middle of the run. He said like no matter how talented you are, like a big piece of the equation is luck. Like things have to break right for you. And Things like for the last couple of weeks, dude, that things have not broken right for us. I mean, we got into a big beef on this podcast about the refs, like whether you want to call that just bad luck, bad play, shitty calls on their part, like that's something just not going your way, you know, tons of issues on kind of miscues or it's just like that didn't, we didn't execute that correctly. We got a penalty at the wrong time or the ref didn't, you know, didn't happen to look the other way at that moment. Those kind of things. I mean, it will, that is, that does play a role in it. And so, and injuries are like that too. Injuries are almost unavoidable in the NFL, but some teams seem to be blessed when it comes to not losing guys, and some got, some teams are the Ravens. And shit, man, I think they've gone through like 70 dudes on their 56 man roster. So, yeah. I mean, I I do really hope that they get, they can get a, uh, I really do hope that they can get everybody back to a level of at least being, capable of like 90 plus percent um from what i've heard like zeke feels like and the mri showed that he would be you know feeling pretty damn good by you know probably the cardinals game i'm hoping that dak will continue to trend in a positive direction i'm hoping the line can stay healthy it my heart almost stopped when zach martin went down for a play last week that was scary as fuck yeah, Tyron, Tyron got is hurt. A He's
2: already uh been ruled out this week. Yeah,
0: way. so that's that's scary, and we're gonna have to see our old friend Terrence Steele out there again. Hopefully, Man, he can, uh I don't. I,
2: I just want to touch on this again. It's why me and Andy wanted Rashawn Slater so bad. They have to address that. I love yeah. Tyron. We wanted to believe in the first six weeks. Oh, I've never been healthier. He just can't stay healthy. He just can't anymore. It's it's yeah. it's sad. The wear and tears caught up to him. I obviously as long as he wants to be a Dallas Cowboy, I want him to play. But man, they need a they need to go get another player there.
0: Yeah, that's gotta be your primary target in the draft. Every mock I see is a defensive player, but frankly, I don't really see that as like a huge glaring need, especially defensive line. I think well, Gallimore, actually got a by a the nice, way came back. We didn't Oh, he looked nice good, game. dude. Yeah. Gallimore had himself a nice little return too. So yeah, I think they're gonna need to address offensive line coming off of uh coming out of this year so but yeah i mean the boys do get the win that's back-to-back road wins they're going to try to get their third in a row uh this sunday the 19th at noon They will be in the meadowlands they will be playing the g-men um this should be a win uh oh dude we're we're gonna kill them. they're, they're, they're we're already they're favored by favorite. 10 and a half yeah like it's gonna be something
1: we just need mentally we, just if we just go out there the and team.
0: just smash them that'd be so great for us like i feel like that would do wonders i mean if there is a confidence issue that's how you fix it right is you go out there and you just manhandle a team that doesn't deserve to be on the field with you um and that's what you need before you go play a team like arizona who regardless of their you know similar struggles to ours like they're gonna be a, that's a that's a tough team dude that's a well it's a a well- schemed talented team with you know, an incredibly talented quarterback who's going to be playing in a stadium where he has never lost and has won a shitload of big games in his lifetime. So he's going to be right at home and you better believe there's going to be a bunch of fucking Kyler lovers in that stadium too.
2: Yeah. As far as this giants game, I mean, there's, there's not even any Daniel Jones who I don't think highly of to begin with. So you're, you're against Mike Glennon and Jake Fromm might make a a guest appearance in this one. Uh, uh, their receivers have been in and out all through the season. None of them should scare you anyway. Kenny Galladay was a terrible contract for them. Saquon no, they're, Barkley, they're Andy's, Andy's favorite McKinney. running back. Andy's yeah. favorite running back has not, not been anything like his one really good year as a rookie season.
0: <laughs> yeah, he is. he's not been a threat. I am looking forward to Micah blowing him up in the backfield once or twice. That should be fun. Uh, Leonard Williams is questionable. Xavier McKinney has already been ruled out. Um, I mean, this should be a game where the Cowboys can kind of get out there and have some fun. Um, Giants are a bottom five team in the league, most likely. Yeah.
2: Especially injury and no Daniel Jones. Like, they're- I mean, the
0: average of full, like from an averages standpoint, the Giants average a full two touchdowns less of offense per game than the Dallas Cowboys do right now. Um, they fired Jason Garrett because he couldn't produce offense. They installed a new offensive coordinator in the interim, and that guy has scored two touchdowns in three weeks. So they're in a really dark place. I'm sure they know that they're not going anywhere and they're kind of phoning it in. I think the only joy they could get out of this would be in like playing spoiler for us, which I don't even think that's really possible. But I do expect the Cowboys to win this one handily. Um, You know what? I'm going to go ahead and say it. I think the Cowboys are going to get back on track this week. I'm going to say we win this one 31-10 z
2: love
1: i'm gonna say we win by 40.
0: nice
2: <laughs> great i like it i got shit uh from one of our friends of the pod uh say my predictions have been way off so i like almost wonder if i should lean I Feel like in. you're the most
1: logical one of us Ah, uh, you did say we'd lose to minnesota before we knew dak was out
2: uh yeah, and then Cooper Rush, who's better than Dak, it's one. So I, I'm surprised we haven't apologies. talked about it if we
1: need to make a change at quarterback already.
2: I mean, you're really lucky we didn't title this podcast about Blake Starwin because that's really when the offense went to shit when they lost Starwin. So all you Schultz lovers, he's been a bum ever
0: since. Once the so. generational talent Starwin was off this field, notice what happened. I know. The real beating hearts of this team are Blake Jarwin Uh, and Connor Williams.
2: (laughs) Actually, I've seen a a lot of Connor Williams talk. uh, Oh, dude. I mean, he's the
0: most bizarrely loved cowboy I've ever seen. Like, Like, normally— Can
2: can we finally give up on this experiment and put Williams uh, back in? Normally, it takes
0: until, like, 18 months after a guy has left the team for people to, like, put on the rose-tinted glasses. Like, man, about two years after— terrence williams had left you would have thought that that dude was a fucking the greatest wide receiver that had ever put on a dallas uniform if you read the cowboys read it enough um so that is a that is a definite phenomenon that happens like pre former cowboys are thought of very highly but man connor williams has enjoyed just absolute baby gloves from the moment he got to this team he's been considered like this and i and i'm sure a big piece of it is that like the ut fandom and the cowboys fandom have a huge overlap and connor williams is probably the highest drafted longhorn in the last couple of years because that you know ut's team just puts out Man, trash
2: we we had a chance to trade earl thomas for him for that pick and as bad as that disaster would have been it still
0: would have been the better decision than and it would have been tight dude <laughs> And who knows? Maybe Earl would have kept it together if he got to put on the star, baby. You know Earl loves his fucking team.
2: I know. I know. Uh, To get back to my prediction, I don't know. What do you got? This sucks. I can't imagine that they score more than 17 on you. I imagine it'll be 27-13
0: Dallas. Nice. All right, boys. Well, you know what? I'm really hoping that next Tuesday we come back on this pod and we're all in a much better mood. There's... I miss those fun pods, man. I really miss <laughs> them. The thing pod. is, There's like one it's other fun. thing
1: I want to talk about. You guys keep talking but before we move on. There's just a little thing I want to bring up. No, okay. please do. Okay. Um, The first touchdown that we got, Zerline then came out and kicked an extra point. Do you guys think he made that extra point? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I saw oh, yeah. I so like I I looked away from the screen and I saw some chatter after that that people were questioning whether or not that was in fact good. It, what was the certainly, context of that? It's at the just bottom, certainly we were all like, like "Oh it.
1: God, of course!" And then they like, "Oh, of course, he missed it." And then you know the rest threw up their hands and we all kind of looked at each other like, "Oh, I guess they're Dude, counting me, it."
0: Me and Ben have talked about it before that, uh, you know, like. We think that that's kind of a bullshit science. Now, okay. I don't think it was a an extra point because on the the only touchdown we scored offensively, uh we went for two on the first, first maybe, touchdown. maybe it was a field it goal. Was a later one, it must have been correctly. it must have been a no, field goal. It was a later oh, this was extra the uh, t- uh
1: defensive touchdown,
0: maybe. Oh, okay. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. The fumble to oh, right after that. Yeah, the fumble yeah. touchdown. Uh yeah, okay. Yes, he does he does kick an extra point. Um yeah, man, you know, I I'm never going to feel comfortable with Greg. I've just made peace with that. Like, he's never going to win my heart back. He is already, and you know, whenever I watch other NFL games, it seems like it's going around, like kickers are missing all over the place this year. Um, but this one's mine, and so I hate it the most. And that's just yeah. how it's going to be. Can we also talk about
2: how overblown the whole benches thing was? Oh, like, God. The biggest... okay. God, that Let's, was over. Okay, about.
0: <laughs> let me just break this down. For one thing, the the Washington football team plays in, not exaggerating, the biggest piece of shit stadium in professional it's up there.
2: sports. Absolutely.
0: Okay, they have no heated benches for the visitors' side, so it gets to be like Washington DC winter there, and they make the opposing team freeze their ass off as like a tactic. Two, during this game, a video went around of a sewage pipe that runs above the platinum section of this stadium. So like the most expensive, you know, the $2,000 tickets spilling shit water all over fans that had paid $2,000 to watch this trash ass team play Snyder, of course, you know, has some of the most expensive tickets in the entire league and puts a garbage um, sir, product. Mr. On the Mr. Field.
2: Snyder, Mr. Snyder, yeah,
0: Mr. Snyder, um then on top of all of these facts so the cowboys decide like hey like we're gonna bring our own heated benches like fuck it we're a multi-billion dollar organization this redskins sorry this football team beat writer puts out this Whoa. tweet where he's like as if the cowboys weren't the already the most contemptible organization like bro you're literally being in, fucking investigated for sex trafficking and you're talking about benches we're trafficking benches. You're trafficking your own cheerleaders to fuck old dudes that are friends with your owner. Like, maybe chill out with we're contemptible, my guy. Whose facility got raided by the DEA last month? Oh, they're hey, it's obnoxious, okay. dude. A,
2: a story came out today that said Good, Goodell said that the the football team did not enter, and Snyder did not, uh, Mr. Snyder did not, uh disrupt in the uh the fact finding Yeah, all that tells out. me oh, is that goodell nice.
0: was on that fucking email list, dude. That just tells me <laughs> goodell got those pictures, bro. That's all that means. That's like Uh it's like in hey a police department It's uh, me it's me Bill Clinton I checked uh Epstein's flight logs and uh it's all good. Nothing on there. Like <laughs> Yeah, it is exactly like every single time it's like a, a, we a police the, police, the police like, "Hey, we'll investigate done, ourselves." Yeah, we've done an internal investigation and discovered that uh no one did anything bad. Okay, bro. Well, we have a video of you guys like kicking in the wrong door and shooting an innocent person in the face. Yeah, well, you know, accidents happen. Like, you know, what? honestly, I can't believe you would insult our hero, brave officers like this. So you're Back the bad guy. Yeah, bro. I saw some some lady in uh, Chicago is about to get $3 million because the police raided the wrong house and pulled her out of bed naked and handcuffed her on the floor. I was like, "Good, pay that girl, to, dude. That's fucked up." I it's really concerning to me how also often that not a happens. Fan of
2: uh, sleeping in the nude, personally, but yeah, that's good weird for her.
0: Good yeah, for her. I'm not into that either. Um, I've always been of the opinion that, like, if someone broke into my house and I had to confront them with a firearm, I don't want to do it with my dick out. You know, that would feel. <laughs> I would still, even though they would be in my in this fantasy, like I'm armed and they're not, I would still feel way more vulnerable. I, I just,
2: yeah, I feel way too vulnerable.
0: Especially and like, that, dude, what if they laughed at your dick and then you just have to <laughs> shoot him? You just have to kill him immediately, right? Like there's no, there's no, no going back, back from, from that. that. You can't yeah. let that guy write it in a police report. You can't let him go to jail and tell all the other criminals You're like, yeah, dude, you should definitely rob this guy, Andy. And He's then he had his tiny, tiny dick. dick out. <laughs> yeah, he, <laughs> and he aimed uh, his gun it's at Interesting him. <laughs> uh
1: little side note the uh natives of New Zealand, the uh, Maori people yeah,
0: the Maori tribes they would like,
1: uh traditionally would fight naked with erections. They thought that dude, it would that's intimidate intimidating would fuck dude
2: yeah that's some that's some that's some different energy
0: <laughs> well there was a you know i was listening to a podcast sorry to go way off the beaten path here folks but i was listening to a podcast okay. the other day about the fall of the spartan empire and one of the uh you know big fall offs of sparta was that they never upgraded their military they were just like they only fought uh hoplite style combat so they were just like the best infantrymen ever but they didn't have like good ranged units they didn't like you know all these other city-states began developing like major artillery like new military tactics vehicles like chariots things like that and they fought this other city-state that had this uh they decided to copy the Spartans and create a professional military so not just like dudes from the city that would be trained with spears but like a unit of men who were paid just to you know train all day every day and they were called the chosen company and it was 5,000 pairs of gay lovers. And the th- logic there was that if you were fighting alongside a man that you were having a sexual relationship with, you would fight much harder. And so you can tell that, like, our attitudes towards gays in the military have changed somewhat since then. But yeah, these dudes kicked a shitload of ass and they were all just like out there naked and gay, kicking a shitload of ass. So pretty tight.
2: Good for them, man. Yeah. Good for them.
0: Well, so anything else before we uh, get. Actually, I did. I did. I was about to.
2: Please do. Star Love Goat, quickly. Oh, yes. I know we're running. I know we're burning the candle here, but uh, Star Love Goat, I'll go first. I'll make it short and sweet. Micah Parsons, Defensive Player of the Year. Book it. Another sack, force fumble. Thought it was the biggest play of the game, and um, yeah, he just this kid can do no wrong. Zach, love of the game.
1: All right, keep it short. Ah, uh, you made a good case, but I'm actually gonna go with Randy Gregory.
0: Oh,
2: oh fair I enough.
1: That interception was beautiful. It.
0: That was sick. You know what? Given that we've already touched on two of the three-headed monster, I gotta go tank the you know he technically returned last week but he got his first sack this week after being deprived of it last week by a callback um he balled out super tight he's killing it in the run stopping department he got a sack he's freeing up uh rush lanes so that uh randy and micah can do their thing and i think as he gets back up to speed man we're just gonna see more and more from those guys down the stretch so Let's hope the offense can can get their shit together because, I mean, with a defense like that that can apply that kind of pressure, dude, they could do special, special things if they can get their head right. So I love it.
2: All right. Very good.
0: Um, I think that was it. That was all I had. Noice. Zach, anything else before we get out of here?
1: No, that should uh, cover it.
0: All right. Well, as always, folks, thank you guys so much for taking the time to listen uh, to us, console ourselves about the declining performance of our offensive football team. Uh, if you have liked what you heard, or you want to tune in next week to hopefully hear us talk about us kicking the shit out of the Giants, feel free to like, subscribe, leave a comment, leave a rating on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, wherever you find your podcasts. Uh, we would love to hear from you, whether that's on any of our social medias or uh, shoot us an email at boyswillpod at gmail.com. As always, I'm Andy Gatelli.
2: Benjamin Walker. And I do want to say that we hit. Four for four on our bets.
0: Thank you. Oh, hell yeah. Follow the bets, folks.
1: Oh, Zachary Love.
0: (laughs) Yeah, thank you for picking that up. I didn't know if we were going to. This has been Boys Would Be Boys. Take it easy. Peace.